Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. Alright, welcome to another episode of A Talking Small Podcast. We are flying without Al today. He is going to Tejas to prove himself more Texas than Fat Craig, who still cannot lose any weight. So we're replacing him because he doesn't he doesn't watch the same shows as, you know, all the group. So he's out on this one. I he, we got a pinch hitter. He's really good. He knows all. What's up, Joey Sal? Hey Harley, how you doing? It's uh, I'm doing good, buddy. I like to see you back in the closet. That's always a good look for you. I like the video chat. My internet's working kind of good right now. You know, um, I wish you were shirtless, but other than that, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I can make that happen. I bet you can. I'm not, I'm not going to. All right. Well, cool. So first of all, I got to shout out one of the best to ever do it. Not dead, but you know, keeping us alive. My man Joey Biden getting that fourteen hundred dollar stimulus passed. Oh man, uh, Joe, what am I going to do with my Peloton? Because this is going to be good. I get like twenty eight twenty eight hundred bucks. That's like a that's like a full Peloton, right? What can, what can I get for that? You got all those animals, and they don't add up to one dependent to get an extra fourteen hundred dollars out of them. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. That I think Al, because of his head of the household and his lack of income, plus having a a kid. I think Al's gonna get the same amount as me, and that just seems that just seems wrong. I think I should get way more than Al. Well, it depends on who files for Leo or who claims Leo on their taxes, right? Would it be him or Ambo? Well, you would. I think, would think it would be her. Yeah, whatever. I would think it'd be him. Yes, I'm drinking. I'm drinking banquets, Joe. We're going Cobra Kai. I figured you would go banquets, so I went Sapporo for the uh, Pat Morita love. <laughs> Okay. The old karate kid. All right. So one of the reasons we have Joe with me is Joe's been pubbing this uh, Cobra Kai for a very long time in the slack, trying to get people to watch it, this and that. And so this guy at work that I share an office with was also big into the Cobra Kai, kept talking about it, said how much he liked it. So me and the wife had some free time, started watching some Cobra Kai, and then I started getting on the slack. Then our buddy that won't pod with us because he's too busy uh, also finally got into it. So there's three of us that are big Cobra Kai marks, and we have Joe to thank for that. So thank you, Joe. Well, let me ask you this. Is my range of TV so broad and varied that when I do actually offer a good show, you just don't believe me because of how much bad TV I watch? So if you if you'd have recommended something that wasn't streaming, I'd probably jump on it a little quicker. With the bad internets out here in Ethel uh, – you, you don't stream as much, so I had to kind of, you know, make sure I, I was in the zone, had the good uh, good data still around, and uh, I streamed the shit out of some Karate Kid in it. I mean, not Karate Kid, spoilers, Cobra Kai. Go I've ahead. been on Cobra Kai since it's early started back on YouTube TV when they did their original, uh, original series. That's where it premiered on, YouTube TV in 2018. So it was YouTube Premium, right? So were you were you paying for it, or how did you get it? Uh, you know how every time you open YouTube, you get offered a seven-day free trial? 
I, of the premium. I did one of those and just watched all of it, and then did it again from a different account uh, when season two was released. <laughs> Excellent work, Jeff. So wait, how did you? How did you? I guess. Find, oh, hold on, before we get into the show, because there's some other stuff up front we got to talk about. Besides Biden giving me twenty eight hundred dollars and a new Peloton, I, I gotta say, are you in a Peloton? No, I'm not getting a fucking Peloton, Joe. Hey, where's your Peloton? How's that going? Uh, it's been delayed three weeks for the third time. Wait, so you do have a date now? March 26th. We ordered it in fucking the same day Dan did. He got his a month ago. Uh, the rich the rich stay rich, Joe. I guess, man. Did you get all the package Dan got, or did he get enough extra shit that, that kind of um, expedited it? We got the same same exact thing Dan got. Well, is it a blessing that you don't have it right now because are you allowed to do physical activity at the moment? I think I can we can get into that. I think I am still not able to do anything physical and riding a bike especially is going to take an extra uh few weeks. So Joe, um I heard you got landscaped over the past weekend, got a nice little hedge trim. Uh, so what, what happened there, buddy? Yeah. So, uh, baby Harley Quinn was born in October in early November. That means we have one boy, one girl in early November. Now we have, uh, decided no more kids are on the way. When you say we, we do a urologist for a vasectomy. When you say My we, wife and Joe. I decided. Yeah. But was it her or was it you? Well, the deal was if Harley Quinn had to be a C-section baby. They were just going to go ahead and tie the tubes while they're in there. If not, it's a rather invasive procedure to handle on a woman and no more birth control, no more anything if I get snipped. So that was kind of the, the way the, the ball rolled. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, so I went and got a consultation and I think they give you a lot of time to kind of second guess yourself to make sure it's something you really want because I went for a consultation in November and I was scheduled that same day for a procedure for a vasectomy on March 5th, which was a week ago tomorrow. So you can get your nuts clipped before you can get a Peloton. That's nice. It's about the same weight period probably because <laughs> I think we ordered the of peloton like two or three weeks after we went or i went for the consultation so if you're thinking about ordering a peloton make sure you order it the same time as you're getting snipped so then it can arrive basically when you're ready for physical activity joe yeah pretty much so what what's it like like so you got to wait that long are you are you dreading it are you just like busting loads left and right trying to make sure you can still like you know live out the glory days or you just kind of what are you talking in the meantime waiting for the procedure yeah like are, are you just like ready to just spread all your seed everywhere since you can't do it after not really i mean it's don't want to have a freaking baby while you're waiting for a vasectomy to happen so no i don't want to do that but they give they send you home with a pre like what to expect on the day of and it's all it's a whole it's like a three pages and it's all stuff like what to expect afterwards. And the dude, I mean, I went in there for the consultation and got fondled by some old dude. He like grabbed my bals and felt the vast deference through the nutsack. 
So it's, it's just super weird and uncomfortable. It's like, it's getting a physical in high school times a thousand. And he, uh, they, he's questioning, he's like, are you sure there's something you want to do? They, they can sometimes be reversed, but not all the time. Uh, it's here's what you can kind of expect. You're going to have to wear, wear a jock strap afterwards for a couple of days, no sexual activity for 10 days afterwards. But then they hand me the sheet and it's got all this stuff written on it for what to expect after for the, what to, how to prepare for it. It's just one thing. The only bullet on the uh, piece of paper that says how to prepare for your vasectomy. It says, do not shave your testicles. I guess they want to do, they want to be the ones to do it there day of. So that's the only thing it says. They prescribed me a five milligram Valium to take, which I took. I don't, I didn't feel anything on the day of, I mean, I didn't feel, I don't think the Valium did anything because I was still super uncomfortable, super anxious and, uh, very nervous, but wait, did they, they didn't numb you up when they went to go cut your scrotum? I'll get there. Okay. So day of I'm going in there. It's a, it was last Friday early in the morning and I get in there and I had never met the doctor cause it was his nurse practitioner, his assistant or something, uh, the day before, not the day before, uh, when I got the consultation. So I go in there and I don't, I haven't met the doctor yet and I'm go through everything. They do my height, weight, blood pressure, all that stuff. And they asked if I took the volume. I had to have one of the nurses be a witness to the signature since I'm not allowed to make any legal decisions. Uh, on Wait, well, hold, hold on, hold on. So somebody witness you make a non-legal decision. I'm going to have to ask our lawyers about this one. It might be, I can sue, I guess. I don't know. No, it's still something. I, like I said, I don't, I don't think the Valium, I don't know what Valium does. I don't know. I think it's just like an anti-anxiety thing. This is where Al would be a really good person to have on the podcast. Cause he's a drug guy. Drug guy. Yeah. But I, I, I don't, I didn't notice anything different from my normal state on the Valium. Maybe it was just such a, a low dose, but I don't know. So I get in there and they put me on the table and some probably late twenties woman comes in and she's like, all right, I'm here to shave you drop your pants. So she sits me, I sit on the table, I drop my pants and I'm just like pants off laying flat on my back, just dick flop. And she, uh, pull, pushes my dick up to my stomach and just starts shaving the sack, shaving, shaving the sack under the, under the shaft. What's what kind of razor is she using? Just in case people at home, you know, need this kind of trim. It's a disposable bick. It's not even a good stuff. I wish I had done it myself at home. I could have used a real razor to not, you know. So she does that and she puts a bunch of towels out all over me. And she, she it's just totally, perfectly isolated with my sack hanging out of the, all the towels. Uh and she says, don't touch anything. So it's sterile. Don't touch anything. So the snap I sent of you guys or to you all with the towels, I wanted to move that last towel and it was just my balls sitting there and be like, this is where I'm at. But, but it was sterile. And I, so I decided not to touch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Are, I, I, could you sterilize my phone? I need to take a picture of my balls to send to my friends. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they probably say that because I'm sure it happens all the time. Guys being dudes just taking pictures of their balls, perfectly isolated to send to all their friends. <laughs> I, I would have, I would have been like, "Oh, okay, this is better than the Al shit snap." So, all right, cool. So the doc comes in, and I'm sitting. I'm just freaking out because I know what's about to happen. I'm the doctor comes in. 
he says three words before he starts cutting on into my sack. He comes in and goes, he said, maybe one, three. He was like, all right, I'm going to, hey, I'm Dr. Whatever. I'm going to numb you up now. And he started shooting my, putting the local anesthesia on my nutsack and to cut into it. And at that point, I mean, I really didn't feel anything until part of this vasectomy. I don't know, for those who don't know, they cut a chunk, I don't know, probably about three centimeters out of the vas deferin. Right? Expl- so explain they, to our non-medical people what the vas deferin is. The vas deferin is the tube that travels from the testicle to the, I don't know, the, the next part of the penis. I don't know if it stops somewhere first. I don't know. It's, it's the part that delivers the sperm, though. And uh, they cut out probably like a three centimeter piece out of that. And they cauterize both ends. And they all go in through one little hole in the center of your sack so they don't cut like a hole on each side to get to the tube they cut one in the middle so uh they uh, they fish it out and then to so this is all kind of numb there's not a lot of nerve endings in there so you don't and i don't know what uh i don't know how much you can actually feel because like i've got where they cauterize my sack back together it's just it looks like a cigarette burn uh but I don't, I don't feel it. You don't feel anything. I guess you don't have a lot of nerve endings on your nutsack itself. So they, uh, the, the part that sucks, though, is to numb the vas deferin. They give you a shot directly into the vas deferin tube of anesthesia. And that's just – it's just a quick anesthesia. And it's seriously – it's just – it's not like a shot where he pushes it in first. It's the first shot is a – just it's seriously it – it sounds like he clicked a pen. It shoots it in there really quick, and then he does. After it's not, he does the deep anesthesia, and that first little prick feels like he got kicked in the nuts. Not bad, but and it wanes pretty quick. Uh, so he does that on the left side, and I, I felt a fair amount on the left side. And then he went ahead and did the right side. And the worst part of the entire entire thing is when he's cauterizing the each end of the best ever in tube. You can smell it. So oh, like, a sweaty nutsack. <laughs> no, you it, sweaty burned a nutsack, sweaty cooking nutsack. And he, it's it's like when you get a dental procedure done, the worst <laughs> part is the smell of the teeth, of the bone dust. So he does he does that. He does both sides. And then he cauterizes my nutsack and he fist bumps me and says, all right, man, uh, nurse will tell you how to proceed. It Seriously, it took no more than seven minutes from him walking in the door to him leaving. This is interesting to me because I don't, I don't, is, is Haley in the room with you or are you just like solo? No, due to COVID, she couldn't be. I was solo. I was, I started freaking out like during the middle of it. I I was like, all right, is it over? I I don't get panic attacky, but I was there. I've seen, I've seen you miss a bus before. I I got really just like trying not to shake, just really holding my breath or not holding my breath, holding myself down, taking deep breaths, trying as best I can not to just freak out. So what was the most awkward part about it? Cause you, you got your, your sack out, you got shaved, you got it. They messed with you at the beginning, like in November, what was the most awkward part of the whole procedure? I don't know. The awkward parts, I think, coming up when I have to deliver or give a sperm sample to the uh, 
reproductive clinic to make sure I'm not producing any sperm. So I have to bring a hot cup of jizz into a Tennessee reproductive clinic. Is this like to where they give you like porno magazines or something, or do you got to do it at home? I think due to COVID, I, we have to do it at home and just bring a cup in. How do you keep the jizz hot? Well, Haley's going to keep it in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's the mother of your children. <laughs> if she would have kept it in there, you wouldn't have had two of them. The uh, funny thing that happened after I uh, I was getting dressed again. So they give you a jock strap. And now I don't know. Have you ever worn a jock strap? Have you ever had to wear one for like soccer or anything? Um, I had to wear one for when I was taking karate. The only jock strap I'd ever worn had like the slot for the cup, you know? Yeah. It was just well. This one wasn't that. This one actually had a slit in the middle, so your dick could hang out of it, but it supported the balls. That's the well, one they gave me. Well, okay, so that so I always thought jockstrap was just for holding the cup. This sounds like a, a a penis sling. It was a ball sling because the penis was able to free hang out of the middle of it. Okay, that's that's interesting. Did they uh? Did they try to size you for that, or did they just give it to you? They're like, yeah, we, oh, we know what your size is. Don't try to lie to us. They, they gave me a large, and I, was, I, I noticed on the box the next day it says the uh, size is determined by uh, – fuck, what's the word it said? It made me laugh. By package size or something like that. All, one size fits all on waist. So I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> I see this. So my buddy uh, is getting one done in a month, and I'm, I'm going to ask him if they gave him a medium. So you, what you should do is you shouldn't tell him about it and then just get the box and be like, hey, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was So after the procedure, though, I'm, getting, I'm putting it on, and the nurse comes in, and she forgot to give me something, and she knocks on the door and, like, opens the door, and I'm standing there naked, and she goes, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I just looked at her and said, you literally just shaved my balls. You told her that? <laughs> yes. She was like acting like she's going to be shy when she's walking in the door and I'm naked when she just shaved my balls. But you're in the penis sling at this point? No, I was putting it on. I was oh, okay. trying, I was very slowly standing up. It, I was I walked out of there, you know, I wasn't it didn't hurt afterwards. I was I went home and iced my balls for 2 or 3 days and that was good. How much video games did you play? A lot. Did you throw out any racial slurs like Miles Leonard? No, I did not. I uh, I watched the entire uh, first season of Dave. Great show. Oh, is that the is that the one with um? Little Dicky. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah, really good. But you're a large Dicky, uh, so you're showing him who's alpha. Season of uh, Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Okay, so so t- tell me about this Ted Lasso thing. Like, how do you get Apple TV? Do you have to pay for this? Seven day uh, free trial. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Makes sense. How, how much is it if you forget to cancel your credit card? I think it said it's four ninety nine a month. You would think that that would start coming free with iTunes and stupid shit like that. That's kind of bullshit. I- Putting, they got some big names and they're putting out some content. They got uh, that morning show with Jennifer the, Aniston. Yeah, this one's got Jason Sudeikis and they got a new Justin Timberlake movie. So what, they're getting 
big names. Well, it's by Bill Lawrence, so I hear a lot of uh, Ted Lasso talk because of the uh, real friend, uh, Fake Doctors Real Friends podcast that I listen to, so they bring it up. Uh, Zach Braff's actually uh, directed an episode in season one or something like that. It's a, it's a, it's a good show. We finished it tonight. That's good. When was your seven-day trial over? Uh, I think it's over on Tuesday, next Tuesday. So you blew your load pretty quick since you hadn't blown a load in a while, huh? I'm afraid to blow my load because they keep telling that it's what it says what to expect is this one's going to be full of blood. The first one's going to be full of blood. Oh, no, you should de- you should definitely that save that to scary. go inside her cuz that would be a lot. <laughs> is that my blood? Out of your blood. Now you must be on period. <laughs> Does she wait? Did she read what to be expecting? Oh yeah. Okay, because oh, yeah. if not, this could have parlayed into the Al horror show, where like the fucking fucked up shit oh, happens. Yeah. You just blood semen everywhere. Inversion. Yeah, there you go. Oh fuck. Okay, what? Well, that's good. Do you have anything else to talk about? I I, I didn't realize we were going to do about twenty minutes on a vasectomy, but. Hey, our, our, our uh, viewership is getting older, and these things will happen, so they can reference pod 160 and learn about vasectomies. You should get one, Harley, if you make that no-kid stance official. So she's got some implant in there, and right now it's not bothering any, either of us right now. Plus, when you got big loads, Joe, usually it's, it's really uncomfortable for her after, so you don't want to bust it in there anyway because then you're not going to get to go as often. That was a little personal. I probably shouldn't have said that, but I'm going to leave it in because I don't care. I'm pretty sure you've talked about your big loads on at least eight episodes. Dude, they, they don't get smaller with age, just to let you know. <laughs> so, Joe, another big thing that's going on in the world right now is, have you signed up for any of these, like, trash vaccine lists to where you could, like, get notified in the last second before they throw it in the trash to come get a vaccine? Like, you're almost on call for a vaccine for COVID? No, we're still seeing that everyone's saying there should be enough for Tennessee is now starting to do a thing where they're getting everybody with a pre-existing condition or some underlying health condition. So I think next it's going to be like Louisiana and open it up to pretty much everyone 18 and older. Well, Louisiana's not opened up for 18 or old. It's 16 mm. and older with pre-existing conditions or like 60 and up or something like that. And yeah like Craig's of the world that have a BMI greater than 30, that's one of the conditions. So if you're fat, you actually get to the front of the line on this one. So congrats, Craig, for never losing weight. But the like, there's like 10 doses in the vial. So soon they defrost it, they have some like left over. So like the Walmarts around here that are giving it, like you can get on a call list and they'll call you and you just have to get there within a certain amount of time and they'll give you the vaccine. No, I'm not worried about it. I figure as fast as they're going, they'll they'll be getting to us eventually by end of May, right? That's what they're saying. And at that point, I don't think we're going anywhere by the end of May. So who cares? I, I'm uh, I, I I really don't care to get the vaccine or not. It doesn't bother it doesn't bother me, Joe. But must bother you a lot. <laughs> but what I would say is, if I go get it and work changes something that gives you an advantage, if you have it, like you don't have to wear a mask every two seconds or if there's any advantage like if you get the sniffles you don't have to go home for 14 days but i don't see it changing anything so i'm not that's why i'm not that quick but just in case i'll probably get it if i get a random call from a walmart telling me to go get it which sounds shady as fuck to be honest with you 
yeah, it does. Well, good luck. Well, speaking of uh, good luck, would you, would I be invited to camping in the Brokeback Mountain if I end up moving north? Yeah, I mean, it, you're. I didn't know how far north in Kentucky you were going to be, so you're pretty much the same distance away you are, but by that point, you'll probably... Wait, uh, really? Yeah, it's pretty fucking far. It's probably about a seven-hour drive to... From, that Chatt- part, that from Chattanooga to, like, outside of east of Louisville? Yeah. I don't want to say... Uh, Louisville, sorry. My bad. Yeah, that's pretty close to Indianapolis, and it's about... No, no. no uh-uh. I'm not that close to... No, I'm like two and a half hours from Indianapolis. Okay, well, still, it's it's about as far north in Kentucky as you can get, and I don't think it's on an interstate, so I don't know how you'd get there. But So you did no it, research it, on this and just close. decided I was far farther away. You probably got excited at first, like, oh, Harley would be like three hours away, and then well, it's like, ah, it's, no. It takes like three hours, or it takes probably two and a half hours to get to Kentucky either direction you go to get to the southernmost tip. So you can do a quick uh, Google Maps on it. I was thinking about doing that, but but I don't really – I mean, you're you're about as south, south of Tennessee as you can get. Yeah, we're at the peak, the point where Alabama and Tennessee and Georgia all meet. Actually, looking at it, Kentucky's a lot bigger in that, that area than I would have expected it to be. So, yeah, I'm probably – I'm probably like – what it took me about eight seven hours to get to Chattanooga, so I'm probably about five hours away from you. Okay, but still, yes, you'd be invited because we're going. I think we're either going to one of the Carolinas, or we're looking at the mountains in Kentucky, uh, or Virginia. So when Virginia. would this trip be? A fall. Ooh. Okay. All right. So it'd be a little cold, so guys can snuggle with no uh, no issues. I got you a hammock to sleep in. We sleep in hammocks. Yeah, so did your scrotum. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> um, do you have anything? Uh, you ha- you had another story? You want to get into Cobra Kai? No, let's do it. Let's not be pussies. Let's do it. It's fucking badass. So this is this is what I gotta say. Uh, Johnny Lawrence might be my favorite character of all time. And I'll, I'll tell you this. I was not that big of a fan of Karate Kid. Like, I was more in, like, heavyweight, Sandlot, Mighty Ducks, Little Giants, that kind of stuff. Because I think the original Karate Kid came out in, like, 85 or something like that. So it was a little before our time, Joe. Yeah. But yeah, but the, I, I guess they had, like, what, Cobra Kai 2, and then they had, like, a, a, fuck, Karate Kid 2, and then they had the one where they went to Japan. So how many were there in the series? There's Karate Kid. Karate Kid 2 is where they go to Japan. Karate Kid 3 is uh, where they come back, and he's taken on by the bad guy, which is uh, – he's being trained by the new guy, which is kind of leading into where the next season of Karate Kid is going. Uh, I don't know if you caught that at the end of it, but we can get to that. But there's some funny things. It's, how old do you think uh, Mr. Miyagi was? Do you just always assume he was old as shit? Yeah, I like when I was looking at him, I was thinking he was probably like 55 and 85. So Ralph Macchio was like five years older than how old Mr. Miyagi was when they started filming Cobra Kai. 
So you're saying Machio? Okay, so you're saying Machio? I think is like 57 right now or something like that. So 59. 59. Okay, so Mr. Miyagi yeah. was 50. 51. Uh, 51. Yeah, when they started filming, when they filmed Karate Kid. Well, that kind of makes sense, right? Because the same guy that played Mr. Miyagi was in like uh, Three Ninjas, right? He was a, he was a, he was he Grandpa. Was in three Ninjas, also ch- Tremors. Oh yeah, he wasn't. Tr- I love. Tr- By the way, Tremors one of the best to ever do it. I love fucking Kevin Bacon and Tremors. Speaking of the best to ever do it, Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi. Oh yeah, cheers. Oh. So you know he's actually credited in Cobra Kai, which is really weird to me because he's dead but credited. Do you think his family gets any royalties off of that shit? Probably because it's the Mr. Miyagi name. How many that he's mentioned in almost every episode? They show his picture in half of them. That must be why, because they're showing his picture. Does he? Did he trademark Miyagi or something? Or I don't know. He must get a likeness credit or something like that when they show his actual face. Okay. All right. So, Joe, how did you? So you found out about Karate Kid. You started watching it. What did you know anything about it beforehand, or did you just jump in? They did a big pub campaign to when they started pumping this uh, a while ago. There was a lot of uh, fuck. What's his real name? Uh, Billy Zabka was doing a lot of uh, press about the comeback of Billy Zabka pl- plays Johnny Lawrence for y'all that doesn't Johnny know. Lawrence, yeah, and I have a theory. I know you never watched How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure that show got this ball rolling because uh, Barney, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, in that had a had an obsession. It was like a running joke throughout the entire show that he loved uh, Billy Zabka and Johnny Lawrence. He always claimed he was the good guy in Karate Kid because he was and he he made the the fan theory that Daniel was the bad guy because he stole his girl and he you know, poured water on them when they're just trying to drink a beer or smoke a joint in the uh, bathroom at the dance. And he pushed him and fought him at the beach. And he started all this. And he said, so Johnny Lawrence was the good guy the whole time. And he was even in the final season of How I Met Your Mother, who's a big side character in it the whole time at Barney's wedding. And it was, uh, so I'm pretty sure that kind of got the ball rolling for Cobra Kai for the for the reboot of the of the series. Well, I would think it has to have something to do with those actors don't seem to be working all that much either. So like this seems to be like a cash a cash cow for them. That's kind of what I was thinking. They they reboot everything and I was kind of thinking this looked like just a cash grab cuz not like Machio or uh Billy as you called him were doing shit. Oh, are you the formal William Zapka? I, I, to be honest with you, I had never, I don't think I'd ever noticed him in anything else other than, like, if you'd have told me that was the same actor or a different actor, I would have like, I, I would have known. He's got a couple other credits, but I don't know what they are. No, no. If you go look, I looked at IMDb, like when it was coming out, I was like, I wonder what this guy's been doing, and he's been solid working, just not on anything that's any good. Like made for TV sci-fi movies or something like that. Yeah, sh- sh- shit like that. Yeah. One character in SVU or some bullshit like that. 
Yeah, so they had it. They did a huge pub campaign campaign for it, and I watched it. And the first season was great. Uh, Mrs. Larusso, smoke. Dude, so I I do have a question about that, and I'll get to it later. But Mrs. Larusso, I'll get to it now. Fuck it, Mrs. Larusso, fucking shit, Larusso, <laughs> or yeah, I'm good at words, or, or um, Carmen, Carmen. Oh, Mrs. LaRusso. She's got that uh, Mrs. Ari Gold vibe. See, she looks like she's got bigger bug eyes than Mrs. Ari Gold. She's not as hot as Mrs. Ari Gold. So I have to go with Carmen. Uh, I think Carmen's hotter, but, you know, that's just me. How about uh, Carmen or Johnny's ex-wife? See, uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember what Johnny's ex-wife looks like, so I'm going to have to go with Carmen. Now, if you bring up Allie in this mix, who who was the oh, yeah. uh, the original chick in the Karate Kid that they stole, played by Elizabeth Shue, that one's closer. I think Carmen's younger and still the new hotness compared, but for an older lady, Elizabeth Shue can get it. Yeah, she aged well. She's uh she was in season one of The Boys too. See, I haven't seen The Boys yet. That's another one that you keep saying we should watch. That's Al that says you should watch it, but you should watch it. Okay. Season one was great. And there are so many just things. There are a lot of things that really drove me crazy. How are these kids not all either expelled or in jail? That drives me crazy. It's California. It's the L.A. County. It's Reseda in the Valley. You know they have the no tolerance shit. The first time someone fights in school, they're expelled. So, Joe, in your in your alternate reality, when you want to watch TV, you want it to find follow normal social rules. Well, I would like at least for the the six three two twenty Asian dude to beat the fuck out of the one forty looking like Eric in ninth grade Hawk. Hawk uh, Hawk made a transformation, Joe, and he uh, <laughs> he he learned karate. That was the whole point. The Asian dude, uh, aka Kyler, I believe his name was, was uh, was I like how bully he was because it's pretty funny. I've never seen like an Asian bully before, and uh, that was a good wrinkle. That, that that doesn't make the TV very often. There's a couple things about the bullying that bother me too. First, no one's name is made as organically as hey, he has Pepto Bismol. Let's call him Rhea, like he's got diarrhea. Although I thought that's a pretty good name. But then you got the popular girl, the hot popular girl, and she's the rumor is that she gave head in high school and suddenly she's an outcast. What's up with that? That normally ups your stock, huh, Joe? Right. So the uh, hit and run in the first episode, uh, Felony assault on minors. Johnny Lawrence beats him up out of the strip mall. I, I don't get it, man. Well, J- Joe, I don't understand why you want this to follow social social norms. <laughs> hey, guess what they also do? They're beating the shit out of each other, and guess what? They got up every time. There were some of them when they're hitting people with frying pans that were, like, on the stove, and they got up and started fucking fighting still. So uh, some of this is made for TV, and you have to just enjoy the all the awesomely badness of this show because it's got tons of shit in it that's so bad. It does. It's got so a lot of the shit. The shit is what makes it great, though. I'm just I'm just joking about all these nitpicks, but I love it the way Johnny Lawrence just doesn't give a shit. They they even make a joke about the 
Miguel's cleaning the wax on, wax off on the windows. He goes, hey, do you care how I clean these? No, I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) And the first episode has the best line of the entire series. After he gets fired from being a maintenance man. And he says, I didn't call her a bitch. I said to quit bitching at me. And then he immediately says, what, you're going to fire me over that bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's a good line. I got a couple that, that have stuck in my head. Um, there's, there's one where he's pat, he's like you know, on a bender and he's at the bar and the bartender sits talking to like her manager or something. I don't know. He keeps asking for these banquets and he, he hasn't paid for his quarters lights. And he just kind of looks up and goes, light beers are for pussies. Great line. <laughs> Absolutely great line. And then my, my favorites, I think one of my favorite scenes out of the whole thing, cause there's no way in fuck I would ever do this is he gets them in the cement truck and makes them turn the thing so they don't to make the cement move so it doesn't harden. And he has kids in there, and he gets out and he's all proud. He goes, and I, I wrote the quote down: "You should all be proud of yourselves. I know I'm proud. Your parents would be proud if you tell them what we did here today, which we won't." <laughs> it, was a, it was a great line because he's he's all excited. He's saying he's proud of them that their parents would be proud of them, but we're not going to tell them. Because I just put you in a cement truck. Loved, loved it. I love the one where right after uh, Miguel beats up all the bullies in the cafeteria and they get all the new ones. And he just starts going down the line, ripping all the kids. <laughs> with lip. And uh, he goes, look at this fat virgin with his tits popping out. <laughs> it's, just, it's great. He's just, he, Johnny Lawrence gives no fucks. There, there's a couple of good lines with there, like, yeah, I wasn't into that shit. I was into getting chicks. Always, always good, always good line. So I will tell you that. Do you think there's people like Johnny Lawrence that you went to high school with that are still stuck in the uh, either glory days? I guess is the best way to say. Do you think there's actually people like this? I have no doubt there are people like this. I think uh, there's a lot of small town people that are like this. Although Reseda is not a small town, there's uh here it's the classic. It's like Varsity Blues, man. The classic uh, reliving their high school glory days of football. They do nothing with the rest of their life. They go to manage a Walmart and then they uh, relive through. I don't know. I, I guess yes, yes, they do exist. I have no doubt they exist. Do do I know of any that? We went to high school with. I have no idea. I don't keep up with anybody except you guys. Well, I, I was trying to think like who that I know that would be like living out their glory days still, and I I really I feel like they do exist, but I don't I don't know of them, which sucks because I think I would I would love doing a social media follow of somebody like Johnny Lawrence here, who's trying to post facebook photos to get chicks and it's his like old pictures like from 20 years ago with a shirt off at the beach at abs i think it i think it's really good i i I would enjoy following these people on social media but i don't think we're doing a good job really describing cobra kai we're just jumping all over the place no okay so season one johnny lawrence reopens Cobra Kai Dojo after uh, running in, realizing that his life is shit, running into LaRusso and, uh, well, actually, LaRusso's daughter runs into him, hit and run, another felony. You mentioned uh, it. 
And so he reopens Cobra Kai. He uh, becomes like the mentor father figure to the kid next door, Miguel. Great character. Hot great mom. actor. Great fighter. And he uh, he ends up, long story short, he reignites his uh, rivalry with Daniel San. And Miguel, under the Cobra Kai dojo, wins the All-Valley Tournament after uh, back and forth with Daniel San. So let me ask you this. Did you... Did you see the Robbie character? So Robbie's basically Johnny Lawrence fizzled out with a with the chick, had a kid, is an absentee dad. So that's kind of another angle with the Miguel thing. He's he's being a dad for a, the the son he ne- he never was able to be there for. But then his son ends up fighting Miguel in the finals. Do you think do you think you could root for somebody else against Soda if they were fighting him? I don't know. I would if they were such a bitch and a pussy as Robbie. He's the most unlikable character on that show outside of the one they got rid of for season three, which was uh, Daniel's son, Daniel San's son. They got rid of him officially? He wasn't in season three. He was just the worst character. Well, I didn't. Un- okay. Well, I didn't want to really go into that. But yeah, th- this uh, the fact that his son isn't held to any standard, but the daughter's doing karate and stuff. With LaRusso seems a little weird. Anyway, so season one, one of the things that I thought was was kind of interesting was I I didn't actually see why there was a rivalry between LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence because it was so it, it seemed like they forced it. Like I I don't understand why LaRusso, who's got all these cars and all this great shit and won the Valley title. Well, I don't know why he's going after fucking Johnny Lawrence and trying to raise the rent on the dojo or get rid of the dojo. It, it, that part seemed like unnecessary. He's bitter because Cobra Kai bullied him 40 years ago. And that's really all it boils down to. When Johnny went in there to get his car, LaRusso went, Johnny Lawrence! You know, he was like happy to see him and See, like, hey, look how good I'm doing, asshole from 40 years ago. And then I guess Johnny reignited or brought back in. It really started when he drew the dick on his face on the billboard. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. That was, that was, do you, okay, first of all, do you think you could climb a billboard? Because I don't think in no way in fuck I'd ever be climbing a billboard. Zero chance. It's just a ladder. Yeah, but it's a ladder up to fucking somewhere super fucking high. And then I don't know how you actually get high enough on the billboard because it's not like there's a fucking ladder for you to stand up there. So that the whole the whole premise of how you actually get up there to do any destruction seems weird to me. Oh, I'm sorry you don't you can't overlook the reality. <laughs> uh, no, that was just a general question. General question. I didn't say I hate the fucking show because of it. I just I said I couldn't get up there. Extension pole and a roller uh roller paint. That's all you need. Yep. Well, you got that in your pants. Congratulations on the large. <laughs> oh, God. So season one ends with Miguel winning the uh, All-Valley Championship. But afterwards, Johnny goes back to Cobra Kai to sulk about Robbie going home with Danielson. And John Kreese, his old sensei, uh, is sitting in the karate in his Cobra Kai dojo. And from there, we move on to season two. John in the cement truck, I think, is season two. 
by the way. Yeah, it is because Crease is there, and Crease is very, very happy that uh, Johnny Lawrence. Crease is sitting there like this the entire season. It's a podcast. Yeah, it's a podcast, Joe. You're gonna have to say arms crossed, <laughs> chest out. We're not. We don't do video pod, as you can see. I'm in a robe right now. This isn't video pod stuff. I am showing some teeth though. I got some. I got some. Uh season four uh questions to ask about the age of old john crease he's old man lost some muscle mass so he's gotta he's gotta fold his arms to try and uh add add a little more bulk to himself oh you think that you think that's what it is i think he's just an old man now he was born i looked earlier he was born in 1942 or something like that young did young crease come out and see in season two or is that a season three thing Young Crease came out in season three. Okay, so all right, so season two, Crease comes back. Johnny kind of feels bad for him because he used to be a sensei. He finds out he lives in like a homeless shelter or something like that. So he feels bad about Crease. Crease comes in, two. start starts training. It's going pretty well. Crease is not really into the um, dude. Lay down. Crease is not yeah. liking the. Uh, the recruits soft yeah soft guy so crease is kind of training them in private teaching them to the old cobra kai ways putting the no mercy in cobra kai strike first strike hard no mercy johnny lawrence is trying to maybe go a little easier on the mercy after miguel sucker punched uh uh, rob in the shoulder nice sapporo drink joe and and I think you there's no sucker punches in in the All Valley. I, I think that's bullshit. So I, to me, Miguel did did what's right there. Now Hawk earlier in there going after a low blow in there, that was a little. Miles back his turn. Yeah, that's a little bullshit. That that he should have got disqualified for that pretty quick. He did. So, it's season two. Johnny's trying to get him back, and then we are introduced to Tori. After uh, Sam and Miguel split, after Miguel in, uh, embraces his Cobra kindness, uh, they they split up, and then we're introduced to Tori. She comes in and kicks Miguel's ass on day one of her uh, new Cobra Kai recruit training. And uh, another, Tori's not the bad girl in Cobra Kai season two because she didn't start the shit with Sam. Sam started the shit with her. You're really, but, you're really on the conspiracy theory that all the LaRussos are the di- are the bad guys. They are the bad guys. <laughs> Think about. We'll get to season three later, but season two when uh, Aisha invites Tori to the country club, and Sam immediately accuses her of stealing. I thought she did steal uh, it though. Well, she stole the vodka. But then she they she accused her of stealing the purse. Uh, and that's when she grabs Tori by the shoulder and Tori reactively, instinctively, turns around and kicks her through a table of food. Again, gets to walk out. Joe doesn't like this. They'd have been arrested. No, no, I'm not saying that there. It's country club. Rich people get off. But, but Tori wasn't but, rich. Yeah, but I, she was Aisha's guest. Oh, we missed season... We skipped season one when Aisha gave... Uh, the blonde, the front wedgie. Oh, I, I love how the, uh, the what's his name uh, starts with a D. Um, 
Dimitri. Dimitri goes, oh, yeah, I've had those from the back. They're no, they're no picnic or some bullshit like that. <laughs> Tells a hot chick after she got a fucking vagina wedgie. <laughs> fucking classic. So, the rest of season two goes. It's a battle over Miguel and Tori. Uh, start to get together. Robbie and Sam start to get together. Uh, they come. They go to a party where uh, everyone starts making fun of. Or I guess is that where Dimitri and Eli fight the first time. Hawk. And uh, that at that party, Miguel and Sam kiss and get back together. Tori sees it, and then she decides she's going to go on a rampage and basically start a school shooting with punches. Yeah, which ends up at the very scene of Miguel getting the best of Robbie again, but showing mercy, and Robbie basically kicking him down like three flights of stairs to the ground or something like that, like over a balcony. Joe, did you ever do, do high schools really exist to have fucking floors and shit like that? Coming from Louisiana public school, ours are all just one story bullshit with mostly modular trailers every now and then. I mean, I doubt they built that set just for Cobra Kai. Some good point, Joe. <laughs> but okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to shitting on the show, Joe, for a second. They uh. Robbie kicks Miguel after they're going back and forth, kicks him off the thing and uh, kicks him off the balcony, lands and breaks his back, right? Tori has her, like, brass knuckles spiked up, slashes uh, Sam's arm. Nothing. She's good. She gets expelled, but that's it. No, she got some stitches or something, right? I thought she went to the ER, too. Yeah, she had scars. She had scars under her arm, but she didn't get arrested. I like I like that you're big law and order guy on a fucking uh, show that's about people fighting. All right, so let me ask you this. Miyagi-Do. So LaRusso, because he wants to get back for Cobra Kai, wants to channel Mr. Miyagi's teaching, makes his Miyagi-Do gym and all that other stuff. Let me ask you this. Is Miyagi-Do the lamest gym of all time? Yeah, it's a fucking garden. I don't mean like that. I mean like the the teachings. All they do is form. They don't actually fight or spar very much. Mostly it was form or they had like the little turntable thing where they Robbie and Sam had to balance their attacks. It looked like it looked like dancing and just a bunch of non cool stuff. Because, because Miyagi Do is meant for defense, never to attack until season three. Well, the form, I don't understand that because, I, I, look, I did karate as a kid. <laughs> and form always was the worst part. It, it was boring. You weren't fighting anybody. And it was very, it's very uh, precise in movement. And it's like basically, it's choreographic dancing with high kicks. That's what it was. And that's all Miyagi Do was. So you'd be Cobra Kai over Miyagi-Do? So I had that question later. I was going to get to that. But, uh, well, hold on. Okay, let's let's just pause right now. We're going to go, this segment's called Cobra Kai, Miyagi-Do, or Eagle Fang Karate. All right. Me personally, I, I I think I'm Cobra Kai, a little bit of an asshole, 
I do. I am known as an attacker in the dra- drama triangle, like Craigie Two Cronk would call me. So I think I'm definitely uh, more in the Cobra Kai. Joe, where do you think you rank in Cobra Kai, Miyagi Do, or Eagle Fang Karate? I don't. I don't know. I I probably wouldn't be in any of them. I'd like to not think I'm an asshole enough to be in the Cobra Kai. Maybe I'm in Eagle Fang because I like the the badass teachings without the. Uh, the uh, the ruthlessness of the Cobra Kai. So you're more of a do karate in a badass T-shirt with an eagle with fangs on it, than in like a karate get-up like a Cobra Kai or Miyagi Do. Yeah, I do Although like punching through some ice blocks would be pretty badass. Oh, by the way, one of the most epic things is when Miyagi Do is going to like a state fair or something like that. And they're going up there to do form and do like a pageant. And here comes Cobra Kai just doing badass shit and fighting and stuff. I, I absolutely I love it. Fights. Yeah. It's just, it's just, Cobra Kai looks way cooler. Now, Joe, which one would Al be in? Al would be Dimitri. <laughs> Fragile. Gets his bones broken a lot. <laughs> And and just inept as fuck with chicks, and, yes. And they have to come on to him. That is that is a that is an excellent excellent uh, character uh, thread there, Joe. All right, what do you think about Craig? What do you think Craig would be in? Oh, Craig would be Craig would love to be uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah, I, I think th- Craig would love to be Cobra Kai. I think he'd be like the the fat white guy. You know how he's paired with the the black guy Chris. They got the oh fat, shit! They got the What's, fat uh, scorpion. Is that his name? Mm, I, to be honest with you, I'd have to look this up. Oh god, it was he was the the what the like thirty two year old. Oh, oh oh no no no! You're talking about the guy that worked at Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. He shows up as like the school security guard on the day of the. Uh, of the school brawl. Oh, see, I wasn't thinking that character. That's probably a better one. Actor's name's Aiden Minx or Minkins. I don't know, but the, he was with the black. Anyway, yours is better. I'm going to cut my shit. I'm going to go with yours because that sounds way better. <laughs> I think his name was Scorpion. I thought that's what you were looking up. Scorpion is what he ended up calling himself. So you're, yeah. you're absolutely correct there, but I don't. I don't see his character name just yet. I'll have to go back through it. But he was just like the big fat guy wanting to hang in with the cool kids. So even though they're in high school. Yeah, gets a security guard so he can hang out and he was supposed to help. I like what the the day he was interviewing was the day the big fight broke out. Yeah. So we jumped ahead to Eagle Fang. You got it means we're getting into season three, and we get a little backstory on our old buddy John Kreese. By the way, his name's Paul Walter Hauser. Is his uh, act actual actor name? That's not useful. Oh, you well, I mean, his name's Raymond in the thing. I think he did go by Scorpion, though. That sounds right. <laughs> so season three, we get some backstory. Kreese. Shipped off to Vietnam and what immediately becomes part of like a special ops force where he's taught the no mercy style of karate and they go out on a mission and immediately get taken as prisoners of war. 
<laughs> yeah, they like they were what they're finding Vietnam, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, well, the real wars in North Korea, and then just end up in North Korea. Do you was think, that where? It was? I think so. Would you, if your superior officer came to you and told you about this badass thing where you were going to go train and you're going to be in secrecy, and then if you got caught, you're basically abandoned? Do you think you'd have signed up? Uh, no, I'd be like, no, I'd just like to live. That's cool. I'll be the cook. <laughs> okay, Tim. <Tempo. laughs> yeah, you're definitely you're definitely more eagle fang, Joe. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> but so, season three, we get to what else happens in season three? Well, That's let's talk about Young Crease a little bit. So you get okay. some background on why this guy's like just fucking no mercy asshole blah 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 basically he's what they get captured like you said and the whole the whole premise is the crew the like the seal team or whatever he's on special forces team has to hand-to-hand combat each other on this bridge and all you in the person that falls off basically i guess dies and the other person has to go back in the cage well you don't you don't know it's the snake pit at the time so i don't know it's I just said a mysterious pit. Oh, over mysterious. Yep. So yeah. then he ends up, um, they come to pick the, I guess the guy that taught him all karate, the head of the uh, special forces, and then I guess his one of his friends. Yeah, which getting into season four, I'll come back to that in a second. All right, so and, yeah, go ahead, keep going. So then he stands up, he says, I'll do it, because I think at that point they were going back and forth and saying, I'm getting out of here and I'm going home to my girl. And he's sitting there he's like, don't you realize this? Only one of us is getting out of here. And he says, it's not going to, Oh, by the way, your girl's dead back at home. She got a car accident. She's dead. I found out months ago. Didn't tell you. So that's, he goes, all right, I'll fight this guy. I'll, I'll Would you believe him? Would you believe him at that point? That's some head games right there. You're I, right. I know that's, that's I wouldn't have, I, I, I don't think I, don't I remember, could believe him. Better? Did he give him the letter? I guess not. No, he, he didn't give him the letter. No, because but like to me personally, I think if you start believing that at that point, I think your body would kind of shut down because that's probably what you're driving to get home for. Oh, that would be a tough one. All right, keep going. So he stands in for his friend, and he goes, "That's it. I'm going to kill this asshole." And they go over the pit. We finally get a look at what's in this pit, and it's just thousands of snakes. It's it's a big ass hole in the ground. <laughs> Full of snakes, all kinds of snakes, and uh, they fight. They fight. They're fighting each other, and he's like, "I'm taught you everything you know. You can't beat me," is what the the captain's saying. Increase is comes around and beats him, and he gets him hanging off the bridge. So he knocks him over, and they and then his captain's hanging on the bridge. At this point, that's when the American uh, troops come in to beat up the POW camp and save him. But Crease, as we know, no mercy, knew. That he was, this guy's an asshole. He was withholding about his girlfriend. Throws him to the snakes. Let's him die. Dude, that's fucking heavy, bro. Now, at the, all right, so there's a lot we're skipping in season three, but it ends up with Miyagi Do, or uh, they all shit out of crease at the end. Wait, no, hold and, on, hold on, hold on. Get back to the most bullshit part of the whole thing. That you that you gloss over. Miguel gets crippled after he breaks his back, fall, oh. <laughs> falling from season two, and somehow goes to a D. Snyder concert with Johnny Lawrence, <laughs> and the music's so fucking badass that he can't that his p- 
paralyzed self all of a sudden looks down and sees his foot tapping because D. Snyder rocks so fucking hard. Yeah, he goes from paralyzed from the waist down to a 30-on-30 battle royale at the LaRusso compound in three months. (laughs) (laughs) And you got to feel like the people that are fighting Miguel, you got to be the biggest asshole in the world to beat up the crippled kid. You know, you have to be the worst to actually want to fight that dude. Yeah, you have to be in Cobra Kai, which is exactly they, what they oh, were. Right, you're right. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. No mercy, but they, Joe. It's like, it's like all sides were fighting for Miguel at that point. So Miyagi-Do was raising money for Cobra or for Miguel's surgery, and Cobra Kai stole the money so they could pay for Miguel's surgery. <laughs> that's <laughs> badass. Absolutely love that. No, you can't pay for it. I'm going to steal your money and pay for it. That, I, I absolutely love that move. It was. It was everyone was on the side of Miguel, and he, he did. He went from – I love Johnny Lawrence's techniques. He just he got a big pulley in his, uh, in his apartment, and he picked his ass up in like a body harness and just kept dropping him over and over and over again until he could stand up. I, I love when he starts walking a little bit. He's got like an obstacle course set up for him and the guy, the kid's so happy that he's doing it. Then he takes like a medicine ball and pegs him with it. He falls over. <laughs> it's such a, that was like, he's always done that to Miguel. It's like when in the first season when he starts, uh, teaching him how when he find when Miguel finally knocks Johnny Lawrence down he hits the button again and the, the pitching machine hits him in the ear oh <laughs> uh, uh, just just okay. awesome so we get so it all ends up everyone Kreese is trying to paint himself as the good guy to all the officials so uh, after Cobra Kai attacks Samantha which again Miyagi assholes so Cobra Kai's at the at the uh, mini golf course picking on one of the kids. So they try and lure Cobra Kai into the trap, and then they jump the Cobra Kai in the what is it the paintball room or whatever it is. And that's when all the rest of the Cobra Kai show up. And then Dimitri gets his arm broken while Sam hides because the Larussos are just they uh they break the number one rule of Johnny Lawrence Cobra Kai: don't be a pussy. <laughs> And they uh, strike first, strike hard, they, no mercy, Joe. That's the rules. Mercy. And they, I don't know, man. It's I, I, the Miyagi's or the uh, the Larusso's aren't the great people. So, so Amanda, Mrs. Larusso, goes to confront Crease, slaps him, and then they go to file a restraining order against Crease. Come to find out, Crease has already filed a restraining order against Mrs. LaRusso for trespassing into his private business and slapping him across the face. So he's painting himself the good guy. And all while this is going on, Robbie, who's fresh out of juvie for uh, paralyzing Miguel, goes and he's becoming like the protege of Crease. He's becoming the newest Cobra Cry recruit while Johnny Lawrence is trying to turn his ways around and, uh, merge with Eagle Fang with uh, Miyagi-Do. So it ends with kind of a big brawl where after they they all had, there's a huge, the students of Miyagi-Do and the students of Cobra Kai all meet at the LaRusso compound and they beat the shit out of each other and trash the LaRusso house. It's, it is, I don't know, I said 30 on 30 earlier, but it's probably like 10 on 10 of them. 
all kicking each other's ass, breaking everything in the house. And what pissed me off is like that's when Hawk has his change of heart. But he literally beat the shit out of every single Miyagi Do person there. And then after he beat the shit out of all of them, he goes, All right, now I'm gonna beat the shit out of every Cobra Kai here. Because he's the ultimate badass. Hey, Joe, would you have accepted him into your uh your no, crew? He the shit out of him <laughs> like you broke my arm you asshole you kicked me in the you fucking smashed my arm you're pretty uh unredeemable with me at that point i i completely agree but we also glossed over the part where larusso due to some of his side stuff side story with the car dealership goes to japan and which was where karate kid 2 took place and he meets Chozen, uh, who teaches him the art of Miyagi-Do offense. How to paralyze the opponent and uh, take advantage of their weaknesses. Okay. So, I did enjoy that he was going to this Japanese village that he thought was going to be the, the, the old, like, rice paddy and all that old shit. And it's like a fucking, it's got like Starbucks and Super Crackers and all these other fucking places around it. Super Crackers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, that's a good show too. Party Down, check it out. That's an RDD. Coming back. Coming back. I know, I heard about that. I'm really excited. I'm going to watch the fuck out of that. Anyway, that that, that whole part of the, the season was kind of... It was it was weird, but I thought like I thought it was weird because I thought Daniel's son was going to try to bang that uh, Asian chick. Like I thought they were going to show him like go dark and step out as an old lady. Yeah, I thought that again. He gets a lot of uh, a little little side flirting because he was the same with Allie later uh, in the season. Yeah, so I got a question about. I got a question about that, Joe. How many people do you think sit at home and stew about a high school crush and, like, romanticize that? Uh, I was laughing about that when he does it. Johnny Lawrence is sitting there scrolling through her Facebook, and he's, he's talking to Miguel. He's like, that's, like, the lamest thing you can do. It'd be just as lame as going through and liking all of her old pictures. He goes, wait, I already did that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Some people, I guess, have the one that got away, as they call it. I don't know. I just, I just can't, I can't fathom that. Like, I don't, I don't see how you could be, and maybe it's because I'm a dude, I'm a dude, right? So everybody grows up and they fucking change. Like, I can't be, oh man, I wonder what Allie's doing all these years later and go look her up on Facebook and friend her. Like, I'm, and maybe this is just where I'm fucked up. I, I do it more for dudes. Like, I go look up where Steve Dice is or what, uh. What uh, my boy, um, oh damn it, who's uh, DJ Spires or just ran random dude that went to high school that did, no way remembers me that was like in a weird like ROTC or some bullshit like I, and maybe that's fucked up on me but I find out stalking dudes from your past is way funnier than if you're stalking women because if you're stalking women there's clearly some kind of like oh this person's trying to get with me if you're just looking at pictures of like oh I wonder what uh. Andrew uh, Swolese is doing now, or Andrew uh, Silcio. I what he's doing now. I still talk to Adam. Okay, there you go. Well, I, I think he sent me a... 
I don't know. I might be friends with him on Facebook now. Because I saw some UFC pictures or something he was doing. Maybe that's why it stuck with me. But I think that's funnier to me to go back and look at, oh, yeah, look at Steve Dice. He's got a kid now. Like, it's Steve Dice, Oxford Scholar, as Chrissy would tell you. You're dropping a lot of last names on Steve Dice today. <laughs> well, we keep saying LaRusso, so I feel like it's just it's needed for this pod. <laughs> So that's that's where season three leaves us off after the big brawl at the dojo and after the big brawl at the LaRusso compound. Robbie stands up to Crease and he threatens to fight uh, or he tries to fight Johnny. And he says, you want to fight Crease? You got to go through me. Johnny accidentally hits him and throws him into the lockers and like cracks his head open. And they say, we're going to. We'll handle this. Uh, losing Dojo has to leave town. We'll handle this at the All-Valley Tournament. Looking forward to Season 4. Now, at the end, you hear John Kreese call Terry Silver. He calls his buddy Terry Silver. Terry Silver was the guy in the uh, in the POW camp with, with him that he fought for in uh, in the flashbacks. That's Terry Silver. Terry Silver was also the bad guy, the covert uh, karate trainer in Karate Kid 3 who tried to make Daniel son's hole. So in season one and two, season one, we got the John Kreese. We got Johnny Lawrence. That's for all Karate Kid. Karate Kid 2 is season three. We got uh, with Chosen and the whole Okinawa line. Season four, Terry Silver. And that means season five is going to be Hillary Swank, guaranteed. Oh, okay, all right. So is is Hillary Swank available? She was in. She was the next Karate Kid when Mr. Miyagi taught her. Okay, all right. So Joe, what do you? How do you rate Karate Kid? Karate. I'm not so, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. My bad. Uh, on a on a A B C D, I give it a B plus for badass plus. I've been drinking a lot of banquets, so <laughs> like, and and I did. I, I will say shout out banquets. In the top of the the top, it says it gives you a note. So the one I drank for the podcast says, "Get your hands dirty." So it's just look banquets, little stubby bottles. I've always been a fan ever since going to the Diamond uh, Club in Denver and getting the stubby bottles on stage so the strippers couldn't hit them with their legs. It's always been good people since then. And so I've been randomly getting six packs of it and uh, in the the sixteen ounces. And now I've been buying stubby bottles and been on that banquet life. So uh, big shout big out to Adolf the banquets. Fan. Big Adolf Coors fan, Harley over here. I, I I saw a note that said uh, Billy Zabka actually never drank a banquet on uh, on set. I don't think they're allowed to drink actual alcohol or well, SAG rules. Well, I don't know if he actually ever drank a banquet. That was unclear to me. I bet he's never drank a banquet before. So There's, what do you rate it? Is it great? Was it worth the hype that I was, I've been no, it was up for years? Joe, it was absolutely amazing. And if you just took the show for what it was and not like try to say, oh, that guy should get arrested or that chick should be in jail, it was so awesome. I, I never... It's, it's, it's a super campy. It's funny. It's got 
decent action sequences for low budget stuff. It's uh, it, it's just it's fun. It's nostalgic. It's it's a great show. It could use a little more nudity. <laughs> what? Which of the teenage girls do you want to see naked, Harley? <laughs> That's a funny question. So, so let me ask you this: Larusso daughter is twenty-four years old. I know. I looked that up. Um, who's who, <laughs> who's hotter, Tori or Sam? Sam. I think. What happened to Tori's face in between season two and three? It looks like she was. She has the. Like the, I don't know what his name was, who got in like a bad car accident. And like he had plastic surgery on half his face because like half her face was swollen all in season three. If you go back and look at it, you'll only notice it. I'm pretty sure she had a lot. She had like some surgery done, some work done, and it just looks awful. Um, Allie or Mrs. LaRusso? Mrs. L. All right. The uh, blonde popular chick or the brunette popular chick? I think you're getting into the underage girls at this point. Do you think they're actually underage, though? I don't. I think so. Okay. I think some of them were teenagers. <laughs> okay. All right. Then fine. <laughs> Who's hotter, Robbie or Miguel? Robbie's such a bitch. I can't. I. He's the least likable character on that show. He really is. He's such a bitch. And they did the, uh, did you watch the uh, after call or the after the curtain or whatever little special that they did? No, I did not. It's kind of funny. It was it was the thing, I don't remember who, David Spade hosted it and they got uh, Sam, Miguel, and Robbie on there and they like Skyped in uh, uh, Machio and Zapka on the screens and he's just even listening to him talk. He's such a bitch. And, uh, it Bill Burr's on it too. And he's telling the Robbie characters, telling the story about how the first time he met Bill Burr, he was, yeah, it was in an elevator one time. And it was, it was crazy, man. And Bill Burr being Bill Burr looking at like, are you going to fucking tell me where we met or not? I already, I'm waiting for this. So it's just, he's, he sucks. He sucks. I don't like him as a character. I don't like him as uh, an actor. I don't even know anything else he's in, but I don't like him. So you think Robbie's not as hot as Miguel? I like Miguel. I think I'd go Miguel. He's got that Latin flair. All right. So I'm going to go back to the question, popular brunette or popular blonde. The blonde is actually born in 1996. So she's fucking old. And the brunette is born in 2000, which also makes her of age. So, please, Joe, let's let's go back to, I believe it's Moon versus Yasmin. Moon and Yasmin. Yeah, I'd go Moon. Of course. Moon's obviously the answer here. Trick question, though, Joe. She's actually born in 2008. That's not true. That would have made her like 10 years old and they filmed the first season. I know. I fucked that date up. <laughs> I was like, I, I was going, that was gotcha journalism. Didn't work. That was a classic Joe lie. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about on Cobra Kai? No, it's a badass show. Everyone should watch it. Pump the numbers up. I went, for, okay, I got some stuff for you, actually. Did YouTube fuck it up and did Hulu fuck it up? Because YouTube decided they weren't going to do original content anymore. So that's when they sold the rights to it. So it came out in Jan season three was released in, I think, January, but it finished filming in 2019. It was ready to go in 2019 before COVID started. And they, uh, 
YouTube decided they weren't going to do original programming anymore. Uh, so they decided to sell off the rights and Hulu and Netflix kind of got into a bidding war over it and Netflix won it. Uh, and when it, they did a lot of publicity for it for season three, they added season one and two and that immediately went to number one on Netflix pretty much worldwide. So it was, uh, did Hulu fuck up by not paying for this? Would you basically what I'm asking is if you didn't have Netflix Knowing what you know now, would you no. subscribe to Netflix to watch Cobra Kai? No, well, well, no, but that I, I don't understand how the streaming shit actually makes money because you pay the flat price. So it's like they almost have to just manage their budget. So they're constantly rolling shit out and putting shit in, but they're just trying to maintain the the profit margin they got. So in order to get a new show, they either need to get a bunch of new subscribers or ki- or cut something off, and I, I they did when they cut off the office at the end of last year. You, you think that was their choice? So I thought the office was one of like their biggest fucking gets. That's probably part of it. When all everything's starting their own streaming service now, they have to they have to pretty much get all the content they can to keep subscribers. I hate this whole thing where you got to buy like eight things streaming. Like the what it's is it cheaper to go back to? It's gonna be cheaper to go back to cable in a minute or before too long. Because instead of you're gonna be paying more for you know, to cherry pick your own way on Paramount Plus. Fuck Paramount Plus. I'm never going to get Paramount Plus. Well, that 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 made that uh, took CBS's app. Now that's in Paramount Plus, and on top, of, which may end up going March Madness and all this other bullshit. But you also got the original Real World back again. You don't want to see that. You don't want to see what's going on in the original Real World house. Oh God! Come on, be my baby tonight. Come on, be my baby tonight. You remember that one? No, but yeah, I will. The, I will tell you, they're all fat and new- fucking nasty now. <laughs> you can go back and watch uh, Return to Las Vegas with a uh, frat pad. Oh, Dustin! Come on, you don't remember these real worlds? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I said Dustin, right? Did I not get that? Fr- that was Frat Pad. We are about to start watching all the old seasons of Survivor on Hulu, so who knows? I probably will. I don't know. We're probably... It's going to get to the point where you're going to have to recycle through some of them, or recycle through them. You're going to have to cancel Netflix and watch Hulu for a while. Or, yeah, you're going to have to get a seven-day seven, seven day subscription to Paramount+. Plus and then I, I can only make so many... I can only make so many fake emails. addresses. Oh, that's what Talking Small's been getting a lot of emails for. Um, I haven't been talking small for these yet. <laughs> oh, well, you you can going to yeah. Hey, so let me ask you this: When's the last time you had a boner? I I I think I had a random one in the mornings a couple of times during this period, but I'm not look. I don't think I'm looking forward to the first nut. Do you think there's any chance you'll have a wet dream and just get it out of your system? I don't think I've ever had a wet dream. Yeah, I think most of them are myths. I think I might have had one at once, but I don't know. I feel like I probably just jerked off in my sleep because I, cause <laughs> Went I back to bed. <laughs> well, I mean, like, this is, is is that what a wet dream is? Do you actually just jerk? All right, this was this is this is bad talk. All right. 
Joe, thank you for joining us on another episode of A Talking Small Podcast. We appreciate you coming in. We're glad that Harley Quinn is doing excellent nowadays, and uh, we're really happy for for your penis and your lack of uh, uh, sperms that are swimmers now. So congratulations. Not the penis, just the balls. Um, when you do nut, what happens to the swimmers? Do they just like because it's it's just they it's like they're just done. They don't move down the tube. They're just reabsorbed into your body. That's what is it was explained to me. You let somebody cut on your penis that claim that semen just gets absorbed in your body. Well, what do you think happens to all the sperm when you blow a load inside that doesn't come out? I don't know. I have a lot come out, Joe. I figured it just all, <laughs> all gets out of there. And with that, thank you for joining us, Joe. Appreciate you as a guest. Uncle Al, thanks for being more Texas than Craig. And uh, we will see y'all on the next episode of the Talking Small Podcast. Later, Joe. Mm-hmm.